0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of Bill Can and Beyond, a post-grad survival guide, where we tackle and discuss the tough decisions that come with graduating college. From SLU senior to SLU grad, we'll cover it all, teaching you how to make the most of your undergraduate resources in order to succeed in your post-graduate lives. Hear firsthand from SLU faculty, alumni, students, and more with tips and tricks on how to navigate the transition between college life and whatever path you may end up taking. We're today's hosts. Kayser and Clodin McCormick, a pair of St. Louis University communication students getting ready to graduate and conquer this subject along with you. In this episode, we're talking about examining postgraduate life from a social perspective. Up until this point in the series, we've learned about some very important topics regarding life after college. Everything from translating your major to the job market to what doors internships can open even after graduating. Today though, we are diving into something that is undeniably important, but largely forgotten by young alumni. How to survive the social scene post-graduation. When Phil and Donna Sato lost their son, Jed, to suicide during his collegiate years, they realized just how taxing the period between high school and adulthood really can be. Hoping to turn their tragedy into something that could benefit others, the Satos created the Jed Foundation, which self-identifies as a nonprofit that protects emotional health and prevents suicide for our nation's teens and young adults, giving them the skills and support they need to thrive today and tomorrow alongside the university of massachusetts medical school the jed foundation created the college to career supporting mental health report it details many of the struggles college students face beyond their final years of university including you guessed it navigating the social scene as the report puts it a college campus can be an incredibly social environment one which has been compared to a giant slumber party where your friends are never too far away As the giant slumber party ends, seniors often report their social circles growing smaller during their final year, and many college seniors feel much older than the underclassmen on campus. Couple the smack of reality with the decrease in time for socialization, and many college students see their social circles growing smaller and smaller. If the support network shrinks during senior year and dissolves further as people disperse into the real world post-grad, how can recent graduates find satisfaction with their social lives? We took it upon ourselves to find out. First up, we had the opportunity to talk with Harrison Bartholomew, a recent graduate of St. Louis University who is currently in his first year of grad school here pursuing aerospace mechanical engineering. When he's not in class or studying, he is working at both the St. Louis Science Center Planetarium and as a teacher's assistant for two different undergraduate classes. Here he speaks with Lexi on his personal experience transitioning to
1: postgraduate life and
0: how he has been affected socially.
1: So how do you feel like your transition from um, undergraduate to graduate was um, kind of just in general. Did you feel like that was pretty smooth, or were there a lot of things that you weren't expecting to have to deal with?
2: Yeah, so it was, it was, and it wasn't. Um, school it was very easy for me to transition, it wasn't that big of a leap. Um, but the thing that I've been struggling with was not seeing the people that I saw every day um, during undergrad. I only see two of those people, so that's been kind of a challenge. And I only take three classes this semester, so I have a lot of free time in between, and I also do research. So I've been struggling to find a balance between work, social life, school, and research, and I think that's been the biggest um upset to me I guess you could say Um, it's been really hard but for the most part you know it's been fairly smooth actually good Um,
1: good Um, So do you feel like, um, what do you feel like is like the biggest contributing factor to that like social kind of disconnect that you mentioned? Um, Is it time or is it just people moving away or distance or?
2: Yeah, so most of my good friends actually moved away um, and they have jobs uh, all over the country right now. And so part of it is just distance. I can't see my friends on a daily basis, but also it is time I do have a lot of time but it's often I'm filling it up with working or researching and all that so it is hard to see the friends that I do have and I think that's been a struggle um, both men- uh, both on my health or mental health and just time management on that front so Honestly, definitely the social aspect has been a big hole I've been struggling a lot lately um with finding new friends it's not that I can't talk to people it's more that I can can't keep them around because of my own doing it's just I don't want to deal with immaturity I don't want to deal with the drama um and I know that's partially my fault but at the same time I think you know how they say um the older somebody gets more quote-unquote bitter that they get mm-hmm. I'm starting to understand what that means um you really look out, and you become very specific on the quality that you want in your friends. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a graduate student, you you have to be mature because a lot of times you're forced into doing undergrad, but. Graduate school, for the most part, is all your choice. So you have to be disciplined in it because otherwise you're going to be another $40,000 in the stinker with nothing to show for it, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Next, we had the opportunity to speak with Malia Flahi, a recently graduated SLU student who now works as the program director for student and young alumni programs within the Office of Alumni Engagement. Her job consists mostly of helping young alumni to prepare for post-grad life and keeping recent alums connected to SLU. Malia has a unique experience because although she never really left campus, she still felt an emotional transition away from it
1: with these students, um, do you hear a lot about like social activities being something that they're looking for in their postgraduate life? Or do people seem to kind of just move on after, after SLU?
3: I think it's something that people don't know that they're looking for until they graduate because it's so built into life in college that it's kind of hard to fathom like that not being a part of your day-to-day experience and then once you graduate a lot of people do kind of express like loneliness or a disconnect from people that they had previously been super close with Um, so I actually in my experience there have been a lot of people who have reached out kind of like asking to be reconnected with different alumni groups whether that be in a different city or in st louis um kind of to kind of get that community back and feel connected to people again especially during covid it's something that people have really been asking for and looking for a little bit more
1: gotcha would you say that um like it's a big enough focus in like the alumni engagement team and kind of in like the college network as a whole. Um, Do you think that people focus enough on what social life looks like after college? Or do you think it's like too focused on um, like, I guess, kind of like getting a job and getting into the workforce? Um, Like, do you think we have enough balance in those conversations? Absolutely not. I think that it
3: definitely needs to be more driven by like social factors as well. Of course, like hierarchy of needs, like everybody is gonna need a job or you know something to sustain them. Um, but like as we like go up that pyramid, I do think like social is so important and something in my experience that a lot of people aren't prepared for. Like everyone says from your freshman year of college, like you have to get a job after college like you know that, you're thinking about that for a really long time. I don't think people are necessarily thinking like, oh, when I leave here, who knows where my friends will be and who knows how I will make new friends and like where will I get that fulfillment in my life? And that's something that I really hope that I can help seniors with and that like our office can. Um, And there's been a lot of studies it's like I hate to bring up because it's kind of heavy, but there have been a lot of studies that show that the transition out of college is actually the toughest transition in a lot of young people's lives. Um, the stress of finding a career and like a passion is totally one of those things, but also the disconnect between that social life that you're used to and what you are getting afterwards, like that's a big part of the transition as well. So I, I do think there should be more focus on it. So when I graduated, it was May of 2020 and we had been in the midst of COVID for like six weeks. Um, and so me and a lot of my friends, we got most of our senior year, but not a lot of the like closure parts of our senior year. And so I took this job in June. So like a month and a half after graduation, it was late June. Um, And like during that time, I really was able to reflect on like having a new passion of like helping people transition out of school. So like helping students kind of find their way into that role of an alumni and like, what does it mean to have closure from your SLU experience and what do you need for that to happen? Um, all those big questions. And so that's like my main reason why I'm super passionate about my role now. Um, in terms of like switching from a student to an alum, it's been an alum and staff member, both. It's been really interesting. Um, I still feel like a super big part of the SLU community and I still like talked with my old professors and like my old mentors who work here too. Um, And it's super fun to go to like work functions and see people that I knew when I was in undergrad, like kind of learn about things in a different like capacity. Um, So that's been really cool. It's of course it's not without like it's stressors as well or like, without like it's sometimes kind of weird to like walk around campus and people are like leah what are you doing here and i'm like I, never left." um but it is super super cool and like obviously as a student i was super invested in slu's mission and super um passionate about the community so it's been neat to kind of continue that as well as like continue having space to like ruminate on all the lessons that I learned as a student um while here like on campus still I kind of like let those soak in and really like think reflect and like think about what my experiences meant to me. This issue is
0: far more common than one may think. The Jed Foundation found that 74% of recent graduates agree that they have to work harder to maintain friendships outside of college. 67% agree that dating and making new friends outside of the university setting is more difficult than they expected. For graduate students like Harrison, being stuck in this purgatory
1: can be especially challenging, but certainly is not impossible. Do you have anything, like, any advice for anybody who's entering graduate school and is worried about how they're going to keep up a social life at the same time?
2: What I would say to prospective graduate students or incoming graduate students is you're going to have a lot of free time on your hands. Um, Now, your professors, if you're doing research, might say you need to fill that free time with doing research, but... That's frankly BS, because you can't do 40 40 hours of research, 20 hours of school, and then if you have a job, another, let's say, 30 hours on top of that, that will wear you down. So what I would recommend is for probably the first couple weeks of school, maybe the first month of graduate school, put your social life aside. Not because you don't want to talk to your friends, but you should get into the routine of graduate school, finding where you have time, where you don't, what you what uh, you should do in your free time, all that stuff. And when you can finally create a routine, because as stated earlier in undergraduate life, you kind of have a structure, you know, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., you're going to class. But in graduate school, you only have one class. And on a Monday and a Wednesday and on a Tuesday you might just have two classes and they're super spread out so you know I would say learn how to create structure within your own life um, and balance your life and your school life and your research life first and then when you get that under control because it's going to be chaos just like when you came in freshman year of college it was chaos You're trying to find that structure once you find that structure then i would say make sure you make it a habit maybe once a week to see your friends um because it will become intense it will be it will get hard and Having somebody to lean back on or a couple people to lean back on will be a great advantage for you to stay motivated as well.
0: Despite the challenges that both Malia and Harrison faced in their postgraduate lives, they, like many others, have been able to seek a new sort of social stability. Though their relationships have changed, they still have people who will be there no matter what. The Jed Foundation's report found that 69% of college seniors seeking support outside of themselves turned to friends and family members. Another 57% found a therapist or a psychiatric professional to speak with. Even in loneliness, college graduates are never truly alone. Connection is a basic human need and there will always be opportunities to meet it. You just have to know where to look. According to Malia, SLU students never have to look further than their very own Office of Alumni Engagement.
1: How do you reckon with that, like holding on versus like letting go, especially in terms of people, like when your mm-hmm. friends and stuff move to different states, um, and everyone kind of disperses after graduation, after literally living in the same building for years. Um, like, how do you deal with like reaching out and keeping those connections, or do you kind of just let them go?
3: <laughs> oh, heavy question. Um, like. Both, it's a super weird process because there are, first of all, I think with everybody that I was close with in undergrad, I there's a mutual understanding that like, if they needed me or if I needed them, like we would be there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not physically, but emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have people that I text out of the blue or they text me out of the blue and ask for things. For me, sometimes I'm asking for things in like a work capacity because I need a young alumni to help me or something, yeah. um, but also like an emotional capacity as well. And I've found that everyone has been so super responsive and that I really think is like owned up to the community that we made while we were here. But there are people who I just don't hear from that often or like have not contacted in a while and like again I have no doubts that if they texted me or I texted them out of the blue we'd be there for each other but um I think for me it's kind of been a discernment process of like is this person reaching out to me as much as I'm reaching out to them or like is there someone else in their life that I think is kind of like doing what I did for them. Do you know what I was, like, yeah. I don't know, it's a really hard process to go through. Yeah. Um, and kind of like discern like, who are the people that I really, really, really need to make an effort to stay in contact with, even though they're halfway across the
1: country. Like, what advice would you and other people in your office offer to someone who says that they're struggling to adapt to their social life post-college?
3: Um advice, reach out. It doesn't have to be the us, but reach out to somebody. Um, don't suffer alone in silence. Don't feel like you're the only person going through this. It is such a tough transition. Um, I guarantee 9 out of 10 of your friends are feeling the same thing. And so if there is that person who Maybe there are some people you've grown apart with that you're you reflect and you're like, I really didn't want to grow apart from this person. You can make that conscious decision to like reach out to them, talk with them. Um like in two weekends, one of my friends who I haven't seen in two years is coming to stay with me in St. Louis and say, well, it's gonna be so exciting. Um so definitely don't feel weird about reaching out to the uh, my engagement, other people from the community, your friends, like your staff and faculty mentors, like stay in touch because it really is so important to maintain those social connections. Um, and especially with COVID, it's something that people aren't getting as much of right now, but like, will always have each other's back and if you reach out to somebody, like they will respond and they'll respond positively and be so happy to hear. So, yeah, for all recent grads, you gotta reach out and just keep trying.
0: So when you're preparing for a life beyond campus, do some soul searching with your job searching. Who do you want to be able to rely on? What sorts of friendships do you want to carry with you for your whole life? And when things get difficult, never be afraid to reach out. You're less alone than you think. We're all in this together. All of us here at Bilkin and Beyond want to thank you for listening to our podcast. And we are hopeful that you can take something with you from the insightful people we talked to and the topics we covered. Good luck in your postgraduate life.